Well, here's a gift we're going to talk about today. God's care for us. So, how about we start this way? Let's bring up this subject, and I'm going to need your help this time. So, I'm used to, uh, in the uh, groups that, that I teach back at our church, I'm used to, I'll ask a question, an open-ended question, and then we have like a collective conversation. Okay, so uh, for this subject here, I'll throw out a question here in a few minutes so we can kind of, y'all can help me understand uh, a cultural aspect of, of Ireland uh, in the process. So we'll get to this and see how care is one of God's gifts. But this is what we're going to talk about to, to start off with. Anxiety. So just the mention of the word can create a little buzz, right? Just the nature of anxiety. Uh, so what, what is it? It's sometimes hard to describe. We all know it. We all experience it. But it's a little bit um, hard to describe. So as I kind of think about it, um, it's that feeling of being uncomfortable. You're not at ease. There's a sense of uh, worry. There's that concept of what if, and it's typically associated with something negative. Well, what if this happens, or what if that doesn't happen? And uh, oftentimes, there's sensations that we feel in our bodies, right? So uh, sometimes we feel a tightness in our chest. Sometimes we breathe heavy. Sometimes we feel it in our stomach. Um, maybe this is uh, a little bit too much information, but I, I did... Uh, lots of uh, marathon or half marathons and triathlon, and so I had a routine before the race started that included going to the porta potty. Speaking of potty, right? Yes. Right, because I got anxious. I got anxious before the event started, so I had a routine that I had to do because I felt the nerves before the the race started. Right. So, so anxiety happens all the time. Uh, uh, and the reason I want to bring this particular subject up, because at least in the States, and this is where I could use your help, um, at least in the States, this is a huge, huge topic of conversation, um, especially among um, teenagers in the United States. And there are all kinds of uh, well-meaning folks who are trying to help. So you might have experienced uh, the depth of struggling with anxiety. Um, I think all of us have felt it a little bit. Some of us can feel it uh, often. Um, so here, here's my question that I would love to uh, hear about. So I know a little bit about how, let me go back. I know a little bit about how the U.S. as a society tries to help people who are experiencing anxiety. Um, what does Ireland do? Like, what are common things in society that people try to do to try to help those who are experiencing that? What's common here? Drink. Drink? There you go. There you go. Very true. Laugh about it. Laugh about it? Sure. Yeah. Make light of it? Yeah, absolutely. Ignore it? Yeah, it's not real. Yeah, it's not real. Take comfort in social media. 
Yes, isn't that true? Just get on your phone and just start going through social media. Absolutely. The irony is, is that at least studies in the U.S. have shown that it actually increases anxiety when you get on social media. So that's it's fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. Any other, uh, any other thoughts? Okay, yeah, so you just blame it on someone else. Yeah, it's not, it's not my fault, so, yeah, absolutely. Um, well, there's a lot of things that, um, in, the, in the United States, um, lots of counseling, um, that happens uh, where, where we live, uh, lots of uh, medication as well, so uh, lots of doctors prescribe medication uh, for it. And some of these things can be helpful. You know, sitting down with a counselor uh, or someone within, you know, a pastoral situation. Those things, it's great. Those can be helpful. Uh, certain situations, right? So medical help, uh, prescription uh, can be of assistance. Um, so uh, those things uh, are helpful. However, in our in our situation and in our society, um, there are some things that our society that is not focused on finding remedies in God and uh, a Christian remedy. Uh, they just they just miss. They just miss uh, because the reality is uh, when we experience life, right? There's uh, stuff that happens in our life or we think that's going to happen in our life in the future. So we have this situation, I walk into my new job or I walk into school or it's a new year at school, what's going to happen? And then here is the truth that God shares with us in his word and kind of the gap between those two things, that's where anxiety can happen. And so what we want to do is uh, we want to decrease that gap between the reality and uh, of life, the data of life, and the truth of God's word. And if we can decrease that gap, then we will find that anxiety begins to decrease in our lives. So I do understand that there's uh, plenty of mental health issues uh, in, in your country as, as well as ours. Um, so... Um, but the unique thing, too, is as a Christian, uh, I thought about uh, how do you feel about anxiety, about others' anxiety, right? Because it's one thing to think about how our society uh, relates with anxiety, how they try to deal with anxiety, how they try to cope with anxiety. But then as a Christian, you know, here I think, well, you know what, doesn't the Bible tell me in Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7, don't worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Well, of course it does. That's what it says. Right? But then why, should, why am I feeling anxiety? Right? I'm not supposed to. The Bible tells me, do not worry about anything, but pray about everything. And I'm praying, and yet I'm still anxious. So, as a Christian, sometimes I can feel a little bit, well, maybe I won't. Maybe I'll laugh it off. Right? Or maybe I pretend it's not there. Or maybe do things, right, so people will drink or whatever, right? Because, well, wait a minute, as a Christian, I, I shouldn't be, you know, feeling this way. I shouldn't be feeling this way, right? But let me just remind you, 
okay, that uh, when Jesus relates to people who struggle with things, and in, in our topic of conversation, it's going to be anxiety. Um, you remember in Matthew eleven twenty-eight 28 through 30, it says that, uh, for, he says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And he describes himself as the book title says that we're being given away, that he is gentle and lowly in heart. So, if you are someone who has felt anxiety, or even now feels anxiety, or struggles with anxiety, or even has to go see a, a counselor, or has gone to a counselor, or uh, takes medication, or whatever it is, that uh, Jesus is not upset with you as we spoke about last night. In fact, Jesus' heart towards those who experience anxiety is one of gentleness and of humility, and he is for us. So, that's just the, uh, that's just the starting point. So, this is uh, the passage we want to look at related to God's care and it is the remedy for anxiety. So let's take a look. 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 6 and 7. So it says this. So therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you at the proper time, casting all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Be of sober spirit, be on the alert, your adversary the devil prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. But resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being accomplished by your brothers who are in the world. After you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself perfect, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. Now, for those of you who may not be familiar with 1 Peter, so Peter the Apostle is, is talking to a group of people who are being persecuted. So this is first century Rome where they were anti-Christians, where people were being physically persecuted, and it was a dangerous environment. And so this group of people that Peter is speaking to are experiencing all kinds of difficulty all kinds of unknown, as they go through life as Christians and trying to, to live the Christian life, they don't know what's going to happen next. So he's, of many things, encouraging them uh, in, in this big picture context. So in a lot of ways, as uh, uh, there's a new church plant on the other side of, of town, there's no telling what's going to happen over there. There's no telling what's going to happen to uh, the group that stays uh, in the Nakara area. So nobody knows what's going to happen tomorrow, much less next month or next year. So there is that uh, unknown future. And so he says in 1 Peter, Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you at the proper time. So as we think about... Um, how folks try to help people with anxiety. 
our, uh, our world and our society, they may be very well intended and they can offer genuine help from time to time. But the one thing that will be absent is this, is this idea of humbling ourselves under the mighty hand of God. So where do we begin as we think about this picture? As uh, it is under the hand of God. So where do I begin? And it's a whole concept of to whom do I submit? Who do I submit to in, in life? Because if I don't take into account that God is, and that God uh, is over all things, and he is sovereign over all things, uh, then of course I will be anxious. Of course I will be nervous about the future, because then right, I have to think that everything relates. Uh, it's on my shoulders. And so the very first place that as a Christian that I have to start is that I am under God. So God and then me. And if I can have those two categories correct in my heart and my mind, then that will be my starting place. So he says, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. Right, think about uh, those of us, right, the kids are gone, and uh, so those of us who have kids, um, right, we, we give them boundaries, right, we give them guidelines, we give them rules, right, and, and that's good for children, right, because that provides for them safety, right? Can you imagine just kids, right, going and running out in the street without any rules? Well, that would create all kinds of chaos. And so the idea is that when a kid says, okay, mom and dad, I will submit to you, to your rules, then there creates more harmony and peace, right? And so in the same way, when a human says that, God, I'm going to submit to you, and you are in control, then that is going to create more peace. Well, let's boil down to one particular phrase, and uh, I will show you what, uh, what this is all about here in a minute. He says, right, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you at the proper time, casting all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. So that's what this is. Right here, and I, I only show you when Paul. Uh, I'm sorry, when Peter was writing this, this is actually what he what he wrote. And I just want to show you this because the order of how Peter wrote this is significant. So he starts off with this uh, first line, and he begins not as us English speakers say, "Cast all your anxiety on him," but uh, Peter he wrote this. He starts the sentence off with all your anxiety. Then he says, all your anxiety cast upon him. And then he finishes with the whole reason, because he cares for you. So if I were to offer some help with our common experience of being anxious in life, whether it's an ongoing situation or whether it's an intense moment or whatever it is, let's kind of follow these three steps. Okay, so this first one, uh, all of your anxiety. Okay, so the first step in our process to find some peace in this uh, experience of life is simply to admit it. 
uh, simply to be honest, right? All of your anxiety, because it's easy to uh, try to forget about it. It is easy to try to avoid it. It's easy to pretend that it's not there. It's easy to, to hide it. Uh, it's easy to try to uh, medicate it with whether it be medicine or some other substance. So the first step, if we want to find peace and we want to have growth related to anxiety, is just, is just to admit it. Um, so my, I often go uh, to my, uh, my daughter's room. She's 13, and I'll just ask her the question. I'm like, hey, what's going on? How's it going? And to see if she'll begin just to open up. Sometimes she does. Sometimes she doesn't. It's fine. All right. But I want to create that space for her simply to give her the opportunity just to talk, for her to admit it, right? So when my kids come home, they're like, yeah, school was fine. Like, Well, I'm sure it was fine, but there's something there. So if we want to make progress as Christians uh, in this experience of anxiety, the first thing is we just have to admit what we're anxious about, okay? Um, so at some point, I know Jason is going to lead us about uh, some practical needs uh, that the church has. Um, what are those? What are those uh, possible anxieties about you know, a group multiplying, right? a church multiplying? What are those anxieties? What are those anxieties for you related to your home life or your, or your family situation or whatever is going on in a, in a distant place? So the first thing he says, all your anxiety, and it's not just a little anxiety, it's not just anxiety about a friendship, but it's all of it, all of it. So if there's a second step, it's, it's this, it's casting on him. So uh, who was I, where's Pork? We were talking, you're a fisherman, you know all about casting, right? This is, this is the word, right? So you, if you want all the illustrations about uh, what does it be? What is it like to, to cast? Well, just ask Pork. He knows. He's the fisherman, right? So this is the idea of taking something and transfer transferring it somewhere else. Th this is that burden that we have cast upon him, right? So as we're traveling, as our team is going through luggage, sometimes we ask each other, "Hey, would you grab my bag?" Right? Because I've got whatever. So can you get my bag and just carry it for me? That's the idea. It is a transferring of my uh, issue in life, the thing that is on my mind, and I transfer it to Him. That is God, our Father. And if the third step is this, uh, right? We uh, first we admit it. What are our anxieties? Second, we cast upon Him, and then third, we remind ourselves of reality. And the reality is because He cares for you. Right. This is that uh, final gift, and I will say uh, that this really is the crux of the matter. And I often wondered, why is, in, in 1 Peter, why does it have this verse, in verse 7, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you, and then he talks about the devil prowling around like a roaring lion ready to devour you, What's the connection there? What is the connection there? And then as I meditated on this scripture, I realized that 
that is exactly where the enemy attacks. Can he attack in many different ways? Yes. But what is the thing that he wants to do most? He wants to create doubt in our hearts that God may not care. Right? Isn't that what he did? Isn't that what the enemy did in Genesis chapter uh, right, 3 in the temptation? Of course. Right? Did God really say that? Right? Did, did God really? I mean, that's the, that's the sentiment of, of the words that the uh, enemy used in the temptation to Eve is, 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 does God really care for you? I mean, if he really cared for you, then, you know, you would probably be able to eat the fruit. And so all Satan does is plant that little seed of doubt. And that little seed of doubt is related specifically to God caring. Because life can hit us. Okay, I'm about to go into a new situation. God, do you care? Um, this situation, it's ongoing over and over and over, and I'm praying, and so I wonder, God, do you care? Right? Because that is where the enemy wants to attack. So we think of right lions trying to be vicious and, and, and have this uh, powerful effect on its prey, but just that little seed of doubt that the enemy can uh, foster in a heart, that is very much a vicious attack. So that's why there's the connection. So Peter says, right, all your anxiety, everything, the little things, the big things, the ongoing things, all of it, Cast on him. Cast on your father. Transfer that anxiety. Transfer it to him. Throw it off onto God, your father. And the reason is because he cares for you. And also, you have to know that the enemy is going to be there trying to create doubt in your mind. So, in our struggle in that experience of uh, anxiety. This is the most important thing. See, all, the world and uh, as, as, as helpful as the mental health issues uh, for those that try to help those with mental health issues or anxiety, whether it be uh, medication or whether it be counseling or uh, things that might be well-meaning and in a certain place might be helpful, but they're missing this. And this is truly a Christian response as well. That he cares for you. So if we go back to this passage, right? Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you at the proper time, casting all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. I would offer uh, four gentle questions from God uh, based on, uh, on this scripture. And maybe you'll have time, you'll have a, a walk this afternoon or uh, just a quiet time, uh, wherever it is. And so these would be great questions to, for you to answer in your conversation with your Heavenly Father. So here's one question I think he would be interested in asking. 
he would be at, interested in asking me, would you stop trying to be in charge? Tony, I know those things uh, create anxiety. I know those things can create worry, but, but Tony, would you remember that, that I'm in charge? And so, Tony, would you humble yourself under my mighty hand? So, but, right, uh, we know that his heart towards us is gentle and lowly. So it's, it's a gentle question, right? So would you stop trying to be in charge of your life? Would you stop trying to be in charge of every particular detail of your life? So that's the first question. A second question he might ask us is, do you really believe that I care? Do you really believe uh, that I care? Right? So I, I know you've suffered. I know that situation is, is, is upcoming. But in that particular situation, do you wholeheartedly believe that I really care for you? I think that would be a second question. And you could have that honest conversation with your Heavenly Father and kind of work, work through that. And you know what? Whatever doubts we have, God is okay with that. Right? Remember last night, His mercy never ends. So even if we doubt and doubt, and then our faith gets strong, and then we doubt, and we doubt a little bit more, you know what? His mercy never ends. He is rich in mercy. So He responds to any doubts that we might have with his mercy. Right? So the second question he might ask us, do you really believe that I care? And then he would, might ask us this, would you like to talk about it? Right. So the passage here says to cast all your anxiety on him. And that idea of, of casting, of transferring that burden to someone else, of, of casting that lure away from us. Whatever that thing is, or whatever that burden is, he can ask us, would you like to talk about it? Right? Just like as parents, right, we go to our kids and we say, hey, do you want to talk about it? I'd love to listen. So that's what our Heavenly Father does with us. Would you like to talk about it? Uh, and then, this last question is, so what is your request? What is your request? Right? Casting all your anxiety on Him because He cares for you. So what is that specific thing that you would uh, like to ask me? Right? Now, when I go back here, let me say on this third question, would you like to talk about it? Right? Just like sometimes I'll go into my daughter's room and say, hey, what's going on? Or how was school? Or what about this? Or how's that friendship? Right? Sometimes she doesn't even want to talk to me. Right? Sometimes she uh, is tired or sometimes she's not in the mood or it's not the right time or whatever. This is the idea. Like, do you want to talk about it? Sometimes in the Christian life, sometimes we get upset. Sometimes we get angry. Sometimes we get disappointed. And it's with our Heavenly Father. Sometimes we get confused and we're like, you know what? Not now, Lord. I'd rather not pray. You know what? So that, that's the question. Would you like to talk about it? And when we respond with, okay, Lord, I do want to talk about it, then he, he's there to say, all right, whatever that anxiety is, just what, what is your request? 
just cast it upon me. And that is his request. So if there's a third gift that we can take with us along the way, it is God's care that when we are anxious, because our soul needs to know that we are cared for and someone is paying attention. Right? So there's just a reality of, of the future, uh, the unknown, what's going to happen tomorrow, what's going to happen next month, uh, what about the suffering or the challenges, and, and those realities of life can can stir up all kinds of question in the human heart. And so this passage is so key to remember that God does care even when we are anxious because we need to know that someone is going to sit there and just listen to us and pay attention to us and we are not alone and our concerns matter to somebody. And it says right here, 1 Peter Chapter 5, verse 7, that he cares for you.